Welcome to 216, a link to the past randomizer podcast. I am your host, Gear Agent. Here we are, episode three. Today on the show, we've got Radical Sniper, aka Jesse. Great conversation with Jesse. I've done comms with uh, Jesse in the past on a couple of races and have had a blast doing commentary with him. He's just a great commentator and someone that is really good at like divulging information that doesn't feel like he's trying to teach you or talk down to you. And he's just entertaining as well. So I was excited to have him on the show and to hear his story. Because even though I've done commentary with him and I've known him as part of the community the last couple of years, he's just kind of been on the outside of kind of the circle group that I hang out with. So I didn't know a lot about Jesse. I've watched his streams. Really cool dude. But I just didn't know his story. And so to get to hear his story was awesome. So really excited to have Jesse on the show today. About to enter my favorite part of the year. And it's not the holidays. (laughs) It's snowing outside right now. Kids are home because of the snow day. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the playoffs. Uh, Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? League uh, playoffs start today in the open league and next week in the invitational. And then also the NFL playoffs are just around the corner, too. So love playoffs. Love, love, love the stakes of what the playoffs bring, especially in the league. I was mentioning this to someone else, but when you get to the bracket stage of most tournaments, it feels like a lot of the attention of the tournament kind of wanes until it gets to the finals. I think a lot of that is in part because in the regular season or the group stage, there are a million people participating. Everyone is invested because everyone is is a part of it. And when you get to the brackets, that number usually drops to half, if not less than that. In the league playoffs, there's still a ton of people playing because it's teams of three. So it does feel like people are a little bit more involved. Maybe that's just my perspective. I'm not sure. Regardless, let's look at the playoffs. Okay, let's start with the uh, let's start with the open. In the Crystal Conference, I'll go through the 12 teams, and then I'll give you the two teams that I think are going to come out of the Crystal Conference and earn their invitation. All right, so the number one seed is the German team with the volleyball problem. They have 36 points. So they're number one overall. They have a buy in the first round. Number two is Reliable Archery Aces, also with 36 points. They have a buy in the first round. Number three is the Blue Trinex group. They've got 33 points, a buy in the first round. Number five is Great Name Pending, and they will be playing in the wildcard round. Number six is Die Nyson Frager. Totally pronounced that wrong. Apologize. They have 30 points. They're number six overall. They will be matched up against number 11, Sahas Kids, with 24 points. Number seven, No Shovel, No Go Mode. Let's see. They have 30 points, and they are matched up with yet another bonk with 27 points at number 10. Rage Against the Minettes is number eight with 27 points. They are racing Spoiler Luck which is number nine with 27 points. So we've got 10, 11, 10 is yet another bonk, 11 with Saha kids. The last team, and they will be racing against great name pending, is either Tempered Tantrum or But We're Buddies. They have a tiebreaker race because they both have 24 points. They're both six and six in the division. They both went one and three versus the top two teams in the division. And they have the same records versus other teams all the way down. So they they are exactly the same. There's going to be a one game playoff between Temper Tantrum and Butler Buddies. It's going to be an open race. 
seven, seven defeat Gannon winner makes it into the playoffs and they will play great name pending. That's exciting stuff. That's awesome. All right. So who do I think is going to be the top two teams coming out of this conference and earning an invite? I'm going to go with great name pending. That's Breve, Sinha, and Top Life. They're number four currently with 30 points. And I'm going to go with the German team with the volleyball problem. That's uh, Shiva Hayes, Skipsy, and Swunch. Who knows? I feel like if you look at all the point totals, it's so close. It's super close. All right. In the pendant conference, the number one seed, Amish Paradise, 36 points. They have a bye. Pasta Picanha, 33 points. They have a bye. Number three, Farm Friends. 30 points, they have a buy. And the uh, last team with a buy is Chad or Kabuki Hundo Activist Department. They also have 30 points and a buy. Those are your top four seeds. Then you have at number five, Aga's Backup Dancers with 30 points. And they're going to be faced up against, you got Poutine on my cheesesteak with 24 points. That's the 12th seed. Next up, we have the Pug Hunters with 30 points. They're the number six seed. They'll be playing Taunt the Frog, who has 24 points and is the 11th seed. Number seven is Crystal Roller Crew with 30 points. And they're going to be playing the Long Shots with 25 points. That's the 10th seed. And then the eight and the nine. Eight is Asai with 30 points and NDA with 25 points. Now, my prediction for this, I really like Amish Paradise to come out of here. Uh, they're the top seed. They're 12 and two in the season. That's Zero Nix, Danny Music, and Dapper Worm Man. I think they're the favorites. They're the one seed. I'm going to take them. And I think for the other spot, I'm I'm just going shock. I'm going with the number two team, past the Picanha, which is uh, Tepidino, James FNX, and PH. So who knows? <laughs> I mean, again, you look at all these records, it's super close. And that's what makes the playoffs super fun. That's the Open League. It's kicking off Monday. There's already races on the schedule. So check that out. A lot of these races are going to be on speed gaming. Now for the Invitational, in the Light World Conference, I'm going to run down the top eight teams. There are no buys. So the number one seed in the Light World Conference is the Pugs. Perfect, unadulterated gaming squad, 33 points. Number two is Last Locationeers with 30 points. And number three is Triple Clown Fiesta with 27 points. And number four is the Eastern Skippers. That's the top four teams. They had 27 points. The bottom four teams are Potato Pouch, with 27 points, Bolas Azulas with 24 points, they're number six, Tal Rumis with 24 points, number seven, and Team Hime at number eight with 21 points. So we got Pugs versus Hime, Last Location Years versus Tal Rumis, Triple Clown Fiesta versus Bolas Azulas, and the Eastern Skippers versus Potato Pouch. Now, so every round gets reseeded, so the highest seed will always play the lowest seed every round in round one in the conference semifinals in the conference finals and then of course the finals so let's go through it pugs versus Hime. love team Hime. kermit was one of the first people in the community that i could call one of my friends big fan of those guys they're going up against the pugs the pugs are have to be the favorite it's just they're really good so i'm going to take the pugs there we've got the last location years versus tile roomies tile roomies has always been a team that i've really rooted for i really like those guys uh, over there and have been uh, a part of the league since I think season two. Big fan of them. They had a rough early go of the season, but fought back and had a great second half to make the playoffs. Like there was a time midway through the season where it did not look like the tile roomies were going to make the playoffs. They're playing the last location years. Love this team. This was one of the top four teams in the open last season. 
They came in and blew up the Invitational. Scottish Brave, Xander Kane, and Structural Mike. I'm not picking against them. I'm just not. I'm not picking against that team. They've got something to them. They're, they're magic. So I'm going to take the last location here in that race, even though I really like to root for the tower room. Triple Clown Fiesta versus Bolas Azulis. This is a tough one because, again, if Schulzer and Yoshi are on the team still, then I'm probably going to pick Triple Clown. Big fan of Illis, who was one of the replacements. But I'm going to take Bolas Azulis here. And then the Eastern Skippers versus Potato Pouch. I'm never picking against Zolga. Sorry. <laughs> Magno and Roger and Tam. Awesome team. They've done really well this season. I'm not picking against Zolga. So I got the Eastern Skippers there. So that would put Bolas Azulis versus the Pugs. Again, got to go with the Pugs. And that would put the Eastern Skippers versus Last Locationeers, which would be really tough for me to pick. And even though I said I'm not picking against Zelda, I'm going to go last Locationeers. That would put the conference finals between the top two teams in the Kakariko division, the Pugs and the last Locationeers. Let's go with the upset, taking last Locationeers in the finals. Okay, I said I wasn't going to predict the Invitational, but here I am predicting the Invitational. In the Dark World Conference, number one, Divine Beastie Boys, we have 39 points. Number two, OK Dudes, 36 points. Number three, Bottles on Empty, 33 points. To Infinity and Pagog, 30 points at number four. Number five is Don't Forget the Track is with 24 points. They win the tiebreaker over WJPDTB, who's the sixth seed, also with 24 points. JKLOL is the seventh seed with 21 points. And Beats from the East are the final seed with 21 points. So here we go. Divine Beastie Boys versus Beats from the East. I'm sorry, Google. I got to pick Divine Beastie Boys. I can't pick against us. OK Dudes versus JKLOL. Big fan of all these teams. I can't pick against OK Dudes. They're just good. They're just too good. They really are. Bottles on Empty versus JPDTB. Bottles on Empty is another one of those teams that came out of the open and have just been on fire. On fire. They're the team that prevented us from having a perfect season. <laughs> so they're scary. They're super scary. Willard's team is really good too and have been a staple in the playoffs. and wouldn't be surprised to see them go far, but I'm going to take Bottles on Empty. Uh, the final matchup would be 2 Infinity and Pagog versus Don't Forget the Trackus. These teams actually split week six which I think might have been Swordless. I can't remember. Two really good teams, though. Don't forget the track is Ikear, Perdwong, and Flipio, and uh, Two Infinity and Pagog with Will, WC, Relkin, and Humbug. I just got to go, I think, with the favorites, which would be Two Infinity and Pagog. So I think that's chalk for my predictions there in round one. So that would put Divine Beastie Boys versus Two Infinity and Pagog and OK Dudes versus Bottles on Empty. This is where it gets hard. <laughs> like Because again, I'm a part of the teams. I sound like a dick if I predict myself and I sound like I don't believe in us if I don't predict us. I'm going to take the Divine Beastie Boys over Two Infinity and Pagog. I just got to. I just got to. Now, OK Dudes versus Bottles on Empty is really tough. Really tough. GGW's one of the best runners, constantly at the top of the ladder. Telethar has come on the scene and just blown everyone away. Dude's so good, and he got there so fast. They have Hitzian. That's a coin toss, right? Uh, Bottles on Empty with Maniacal, Ninjembro, and Maximum Barnage. Again, have just come in and wrecked house. I don't know. Like I don't know. I don't know who to pick. I think I'm just gonna go chalk again and take OK dudes. So that would put the Divine Beastie Boys versus OK dudes in the finals in the conference finals. I'm gonna take us. <laughs> I just have to. We have Gamachu, right? Like you just can't pick against Gamachu. I feel stupid doing these predictions. So we have uh, Last Locationeers versus the Divine Beastie Boys. 
I'll take the last location years to win the whole thing. There we go. <laughs> it's so hard to predict. I, I Especially when you're a part of it. But it's fun. All right. So the so league playoffs are going. No more wasting any time with that. Let's get to the interview. Here's Jesse. All right, Jesse. Super glad you're on the show. And, well, let me ask you this. Radical Sniper 99. That's what you go by. But I feel like everyone yep. calls you Jesse. Is that where was the where where, where did that happen? And is it cool if we, if we just go by Jesse or do you want me to call you Radical Sniper? How do you want to do this? I'm completely fine with Jesse. That's the thing. I put it, I guess discord i was like i was in a few discords and i was like i don't i've never guessed i've been a big fan of the gamer tag mm, so i, I always just put jesse in front of it and then it just became the well that's who i am <laughs> yeah i think everyone <laughs> knows you as jesse more so than radical sniper though i feel like it almost goes hand in hand so maybe i i don't know but yeah. we'll go with jesse which is easy for me because that's my, actually my name as well Right. Um, <laughs> right. So I hear it all the time. So a lot of times early on, we were going on, I'd hear, you know, Jesse's on comms or whatever. I'm like, what? Oh no, not me. <laughs> that's, that's a radical sniper. Uh, thanks for doing the show, man. I'm, I'm really glad yeah, to, to have you on. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty excited about this one. So you, uh, we talked to, to your teammate uh, last season, Leoria, and we got a lot of history about JK LOL and kind of her, introduction to the game i'm curious to see how your introduction kind of mirrors her or is different because i believe you kind of both started around the same time with the mentor tournament is that right so that's actually the funny thing is i'm part of that class i guess like mm -hmm. that year of people who joined in but i actually was not in the mentor tourney um mm, okay I started during season zero of ladder really um so season zero starts beginning of 2020 um and I'm just like, I had done my first rando 2019 um, mm -hmm. for Extra Life. And 2020 rolls around and Dunka's got the ladder started in season zero. I'm like, oh, let me try. And then I just go full into ladder and I didn't do mentor tourney with all those people. Oh, um, okay. But you were in that kind of crowd. Was that kind of the crowd that you started associating with right on? when you started yes. even though you weren't playing so, so i was i always say that there's like i think nowadays everybody's like oh commentator but like back when i started i feel like i was the i was the mixer guy like i was on mixer mm. so i'd do a ladder race and somebody would be like <laughs> who they played and they'd be like he's not streaming and then be like no i'm streaming i'm just on mixer because dunka doesn't care what platform mm. you were on at the time but, so let me before we get I need to hear your thoughts. Why Mixer of all of all things? This was the now defunct was it Facebook that put this together? Who was the mixer? Microsoft. Microsoft, okay. Or it was separate. I think they were originally called Beam, if I remember okay. correctly. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I had been watching some stuff. Like I'm more of an Xbox gamer, like or I have mm -hmm. been for a while. Like I started off Nintendo, but more became Xbox and the Xbox one had the native streaming on it. And oh, I just tried I it out of nowhere, the mixer yeah. and just stuck with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I thought but it yeah, was more it, of like, no, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a rebel and go to mixer as opposed to <laughs> no. Twitch. <laughs> I'm dumb. I'm, I'm leaving Twitch and joining mixer. No, <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. 
Uh, um, I, I remember there was there was like some big streamers, wasn't it like Ninja or somebody? I can't remember. Yeah. It was like I'm gonna do Mixer now instead of Twitch, and yeah, that that's now gone away. Uh, sorry to inter- interrupt. <laughs> no, yeah. He, so you were so you were you were saying you were uh, you were doing lots of ladder races on Mixer. Yeah. People... So that first season, I do I do ladder and or like zero one and two. I probably did a hundred ladder races. Mm-hmm. across the like the first two seasons and i that first season especially i lined up with vortex almost every other race it felt like he and i got matched up mm-hmm. he and i were the two newbies who just raced all the time and because we were both terrible it just you know that's how ladder works <laughs> <laughs> sure yeah um but i talked to him some because he was doing mentor tourney and joined up with the 40 bonks um, I wasn't I part of mentor tourney at all. I just, you know, mm. fell in with that crowd. Um, sure. So okay. that's kind of so where it all got started. Yeah. Let's take it even further back then. Let's go to, to your, uh, your early, early days, childhood. But, uh, what were you playing? Did you play a lot of games? Were you a Nintendo guy? What what's your kind of background there? We've always had games in the house. Um, since I was a kid, um, I grew up. I feel like I had a Nintendo. Don't remember it mm-hmm. really that much. Oh, okay. um, but Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, and the one that's always a bit more obscure is the NEC Turbo Graphics. Mm, yeah. Okay. Um, I had one of those. I, I like also had the handheld Turbo Express. Oh, wow. That's like true gamers. Like you're not just yeah. like a casual like, oh, we've got a Nintendo. Look at us. Everyone's got a Nintendo. But man, you go into go there you're, so like, you're true gaming. people talk about bonk i'm like you know like that's i feel like the one character you mentioned somebody's like i know that character where from where mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i've had that for pretty much ever um it's funny i actually have a pocket on order from analog right now and they recently came out with the adapter pit uh cart pack and mm. i was like i know we got rid of the turbo express at one point or the turbo graphics you know, we, and I was like, but I know we kept the games. So I was like, got to mm. dig, find all the old games. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Were you the envy of your friends because you had that like console that not everyone had? Uh, not a lot of people noticed it. I mean, it's funny mm. to look at it because um, that was Bomberman too. Um, yeah. 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 So like, I remember having the, the multi tap for Super Nintendo, but also a similar thing for Turbo Graphics. Mm hmm. So, you know, but it was we always had games, you know, we were Super Nintendo N 64. We had a Dreamcast. I bought a PlayStation when I went to college. No, we we had a PlayStation. I bought a PS2 in college Mm. um, and was pretty much big on Nintendo. But Xbox came out and my dad thought it was a cool thing to get. We had Halo Mm. at the time. And then we were one of those like early adopters of Xbox Live. Okay. Okay. Um, so it was my dad, my brother and I were sharing like the one account, mm-hmm. which is actually where the radical sniper came from. It was, you know, silly high school naming conventions, right? <laughs> sure. Totally. Yeah. I don't we, even want to mention what my high school gamer tags were because they're right? so corny. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that's the thing that like, that's part of why I never have really felt the name always. It's just been, what's the name I have. Right. Um, right. And then like, we forgot the credit card we used. So we lost the original radical sniper and then we just made a new account with 99 at the end. <laughs> nice. That's hilarious. So, 
So it sounds like you were more of a variety gamer as opposed to I want this sort of experience. Is that right? It sounds like you're playing everything. I mean, there were games. There were games that always went back to like Super Nintendo. Like I guess it's Link to the Past. Really was one of my favorite games growing up. Um, mm, okay. Super Mario RPG, Super Mario World. Um, I have some fond memories of Super Metroid. Like if I look at the 64, uh, GoldenEye, Banjo-Kazooie, Mario 64. So like any console I can look at and be like, yeah, there was a few games that were like really, really that special. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I feel like nowadays it's like, oh, I can just buy whatever I want. You know, there really be a (laughs) special game. It has to do something different or right. Like I finish a game now in this digital environment and I delete it. Sure. Totally. It's totally different. But I mean, it's still in your cloud as well. So you say you have a a fondness for those Nintendo games. But again, it feels like you're kind of all over the place, right? Like it feels like, I don't know, maybe this is just my experience where it's like I get tunneled visioned into a style or a game where I'm like, oh, I'm just so obsessed with this game. And maybe that's why I play Rando so much. But um, even as a kid, it's like, there's like a million games out there and we go to Blockbuster or whatever every once in a while, or it was actually Home Video Express and we'd rent <laughs> a Nintendo game or something and, and play like a variety. We just didn't have access to a lot. So, but it sounds like you didn't have that same sort of experience. You're playing both Nintendo and Sega and Turbo Graphics, And then as you said, moved on to other stuff. Is that, is that right? We had a, like, I wouldn't call it limited. I guess we had a good variety. Like I'm looking right next to where I, game more and like we had the carrying like or the storage case for all the games and we had a good number of games always but it was Mm. you know there were some that were you know when i talk about the super nintendo there were those or like mario all-stars and like all those good ones and then you had i had like a classic batman and robin game but like it's not (laughs) that wasn't the game i went back to all the time (laughs) right Right. you know i i played played, that once and you're kind of (laughs) kind of throw that one away digitally if you could <laughs> right like it's it's there but you know yeah. i still remember all the times sure. it'd be like super mario rpg i'd, I'd start a new file on a weekend because we had strict rules in the house too um mm. no gaming on a school night oh yeah yeah so, play hard and yeah. worked hard <laughs> yeah for sure so as you moved on with the xbox it sounded like the xbox kind of stuck with you then a little bit more as you got older, what were you playing as you got into the Xbox? And I'm guessing the 360 and, and stuff as well. Yeah. So I, I guess, you know, everybody goes through a shooter phase at a certain point, I guess. And it was, you know, mm-hmm. Halo was the big thing. Um, but with the 360, it's actually the achievements that have kind of become like my mm. weakness. Okay. Okay. Um, so like I, pay a lot of attention to getting achievements in games, having a gamer score that I actually care about. And I guess at the same time, it was kind of, you know, that was around the Wii. And I don't know, the Wii kind of just never grabbed me the same way. Sure. Sure. Is the 360, is that where it started with the, with the achievements and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Completely was then. Yeah. That's a whole aspect that I just never got into. I don't know what it was necessarily. I think it was cause I wasn't gaming a lot at that time, probably, but, um, so 
when you're going for achievements and stuff, is it again trying to master one game or are you doing a lot of variety of stuff? So depends on my mood and how much I love what I'm doing. Um, mm, okay. Like I'll be honest, like there's probably I'm looking at my a screen right now of just stuff that I've been playing in the last few days and it's it's off it's all over the place. Um, but like if I go, you know, we talk about games that are special, I guess, you know, stuff. I have a section that I don't delete of games that I just loved that much mm. and how I approach those. So like I did all of Hollow Knight and but I streamed all of Hollow Knight. <laughs> oh, and okay. that was okay. me streaming, not just like beating the story. That was I streamed trying to get all the achievements in it. Mm, so I see. And that was something that was like, oh, I'm streaming this on the weekends. So during the week, maybe I practice some stuff in it and people don't get to see it. But I'm going to stream any honest att- progress in the game. So, so is, it a, is it a completionist thing? You like to 100% the game? That or do absolutely nothing. Yes. Um, people talk oh. about piles of shame. I have games that I probably got one achievement and haven't touched. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it would, it, I'm guessing it's probably because you don't enjoy those games as much. Right. Like, I feel like if you were drawn to it, I don't know it, if I don't enjoy them or it's just, you know, you buy, not enough hours. You know, I mean, who has ever enough time, but right. You buy a, a couple of games, you start one of them and then you start the other one and the other one grabs you that much little bit more. And then you forget to go mm-hmm. back. Yeah. And then it's yeah. like, Oh, why did I not play this game? This is like, so me, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, so going back to the Xbox, it was halo though. That kind of hooked you into the Xbox. Yeah, that was definitely you... the big one. Yeah, did you stay with that franchise as it as it progressed? The first trilogy, yes. Mm. Four came out, and I honestly have not really continued with the series. I own four. I I could play five anytime and infinite anytime because of the Game Pass stuff, but just haven't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as like the competitiveness, did. You play Halo, because I don't know, I never really got into Halo, the the Halo that I played was Halo 1 and a little bit of Halo 2, and Halo 1 we would do, uh, in college, we'd get everyone's Xbox together and basically land it together, that was kind of our our way of doing uh, big competition and stuff, but uh, did you, were you more competitive in Halo or some other games, Did, did you have like a competitive, competitive itch? It was more always just fun, like, I didn't mm. play on xbox live but it wasn't ever like oh no my rank <laughs> it was you know it was for fun i i look at like freshman year of college i was living on campus and like i had a group of friends that we just played melee every night mm, okay so like even then it was still nintendo stuff for me sure but but you didn't have like anything to scratch that competitive itch gaming wise was it uh, was there anything else that you were doing that might have been competitive? Um, I mean, I've always you, been. Do you approach great. it more casually? I like to believe I'm pretty casual. Um, I'll be honest. This season of League has shown me I have, I have a darker edge at times to things and opinions <laughs> and feelings. Sure. Um, I like to come off as being pretty casual, but I know that 
it's there always. Mm, yeah. There's always that dark sure. feeling and like, I don't want to hate what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like I've said, if did I that, ever truly hated doing this, I would probably quit. Sure. But did you find that, that the competitiveness came from playing rando or was that kind of in you throughout your gaming history? I honestly don't know. Like I've, I, mm. I, I enjoy gaming for gaming. Like, sure. I'm a, I'm a single player person very frequently, like co-op stuff's not always my, and even like online competitive multiplayer. Like I am not the kind of person who wants to log hundreds of hours. Mm. My brother's the opposite. Like call of duty stuff. He loves the online multiplayer for call of duty. I can't stand it. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're more of the story, the story aspect you like, you enjoy, or maybe just whatever the game is providing then, right? Like, yeah, I want to, I want to experience games. I, I want to mm-hmm. try something like puzzles, platformers. Like I, I love pa- platformer games probably the most, but I'll try anything. Mm-hmm. So when did you first discover Twitch and streaming? <sighs> I guess I remember watching probably some a friend of mine had posted something about like a GDQ. Okay. And cause I don't remember watching much else. Like mm-hmm. I, I have a distinct feeling that there was a day when I was like, who would want to watch somebody play a video game? <laughs> right. Like I want to play the game. I don't want to watch right. you play it. Um, right. And I, I got to believe it was a GDQ thing. I was like, Oh, it's charity. Like, let me see. And I think everybody talks about like seeing an Andy race then as kind of like their exposure point to the rando scene. And Mm. I think it was a GDQ that kind of exposed me to that. That was before rando that, or was that 2018 when you first kind of discovered? I probably watched a couple of GDQs before then. Okay. Okay. Um, and I, cause I think the big draw for me back then was seeing like the, the super Metroid thing at the end. Like that was Mm. the cool. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Did it make you or inspire you to want to start do any sort of speed runs on your own? I always thought about it. Never was going to mm. <laughs> uh, like, and I remember like after that, that GDQ, the GDQ stuff, I just started paying attention also to speed gaming channels. And I was like, I think it was the five twelve Swiss, that infamous one that I saw. And mm-hmm. I was like, I went like all in on watching rando. Cause it was like, okay. I loved this game and just step, kept watching. D- didn't want to play, but I was just like, let me see this and mm-hmm. watch an old game that I love. So what was it that made you hesitant to jump into it then? Because I think the story for a lot of people is, Oh, this is cool. Let me try it. Um, the hesitancy, I guess was just too many other games to play. Yeah. I don't know. I, like I was the kind yeah. of person who wasn't playing on a PC ever. Like I didn't have mm. the desire to go and figure out all the equipment set up and all that kind of stuff. And it was just, eh, I'll watch it. I'll enjoy it. I understood it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have this, this suspicion that the random community is actually just super intelligent. Um, that we're all just <laughs> really, really smart people because it just takes that to do this. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if I agree with that assessment, but I, 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 I mean, there are parts saying. that were definitely dumb. Like we keep coming yeah. back to a game that punishes us for no reason. <laughs> for sure. For sure. I think what I'm interested in something that I didn't really know about you before we started talking is how much 
of a, how much more you're into a variety of stuff. Cause I feel like with a lot of these interviews that I do with people is they have their lane, right? Like my lane is this or this, or they have like just a couple of lanes where they play certain games, but it feels like you're really into the experience of all the different games that you could play and, and trying to experience what that game is giving you. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's just something to it to be able to see something so different in a genre. Like you like music games and then you're like, okay, I try guitar hero. And then you get into the, the different niches. And like uh, a few years ago, there was this game, Sayonara wild hearts that came out and I was just like, it looks like a music rhythm type action game. And I was like, what is this? And it's, you find, Oh, there's an, a, a deep affecting story told within all these music scenes and you're like mm. why like right. i don't know that's i can get super absorbed into one game like mm-hmm. still like hollow knight tunic like stuff like that i'll 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 fall down the rabbit hole and be stuck in like like link to the past <laughs> sure sure i mean yes there's an aspect of 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 what i'm talking about of sticking to a lane because you're a rando player, right? Yeah. We all get kind of trapped into this lane of Link to the Past. But when you go to a Radical Sniper stream, it's not just Link to the Past. I feel like I've seen you play a lot of different stuff on stream. And I'm not saying that no one else does this, but I do feel like it's not an aspect. I feel like there's a lot of people that stream because they have to stream Link to the Past, right? That's well, their, their think- whole reason for streaming. I think the interesting piece there is, you know, when you've talked to people like listening to some of the discussion, like it's it also comes down to that partner versus, you know, what I what I want out of Twitch. Sure. You know, for sure. me, Twitch is. It's just sharing a game, you know, mm-hmm. um, have I fallen into the times where I'm just like, I want to play. I'm going to play Zelda and I'll play it five days in a row. And sorry if you don't want to see me play Zelda today, but it's what I want to <laughs> right. do. Versus, you know, I need to make sure that the viewers are coming in. Mm -hmm. Like, that's that's so hard. Like, I can't imagine. Um, I know what I want to do with my life. It's not this. It's not Mm -hmm. Twitch. You know, it's right. Like, I have career goals outside of this. I have my, you know, the work that I do. Mm -hmm. But so for you, Twitch, again, is more of your casual time. Yeah. But it's not just used for racing, right? Like, I feel like there's a lot of us in the community that just use Twitch as a racing platform. Like, we just use it because we kind of have to race. You, because, again, you like to experience multiple games, almost want to share that experience, right? Is that kind of yeah, what it I is? Mean, it's like, I'm gaming, so let me have fun with my friends while I do this or I explore yeah, these games. If somebody sees me play something and goes that looked fun. I'm going to go buy that game. Like, I think that's rewarding. Like, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, the number of times I've had somebody see some game that completely would have gone under the radar and go, I want to play that. Like, that's a good feeling. Mm-hmm. But you weren't, were you streaming pre racing? You were doing mixer before you got into racing, right? So what yeah, was the audience a little bit different then? Yeah. It was just my Xbox friends. Like, you know, mm. a few of us started streaming. Um, I see. I, I always say that, like, as much as I enjoy the opportunities I've had on Twitch, I am 
in two. No, I've been on Twitch now two and a half years. Mm -hmm. And I was on Mixer for like three years. Mm. Let's call it. Sure. Like I am much bigger on Twitch than I ever was on Mixer. I'm not going to deny <laughs> sure. it. Like, sure. I'm sorry, yeah. you know, Mixer, like that's just what it was. Um, right. but it was me hanging out with friends. Um, yeah, I see. There are features I wish Twitch would, would incorporate. Um, like there's stuff I miss still about Mixer. Um, but you know, what am I going to do there? Sure. Like what? Uh, the one I always talk about is co-streaming. I know like, oh, um, multi-twitch. Okay. Everybody's like, that's so cool, like multi-twitch. And I'm just like, it's a poor man's um, <laughs> co-stream. Yeah. Like yeah. when I could have, like somebody would go to my channel and not only do they see my game, but they see my friend's game. Mm. And we, like I would play... The first one I really remember was I did a full playthrough of The Witness with a close Xbox friend and she mm -hmm. and I worked through all the puzzles together and it was great. But like you could watch both of us playing and there was a single united chat. Mm -hmm. All in one and it was so I simple see. to work through it and like sorry that's good to me like that was so much more fun. Mm -hmm. Then like now it's like she and I still do post streams on Twitch but it's not it's nearly the same multi. like <laughs> right cuz you have like, to have here's here's, the, here's the link to our yeah. multi Twitch and yeah. you better be watching my chat and her chat and my stream and her stream and <laughs> right. it right. sort of gives you the impression that you're doing right. it <laughs> right yeah not quite the same thing all right so you're watching link to the past randomizer you're streaming a little bit on mixer doing your xbox stuff what finally pushes you over the edge to start uh playing link to the past randomizer so i got i was doing extra life and i was like you know what i want to try it i've been watching it i feel like i understand the game i just want to play it again like let me mm. play link to the past so extra life that year i figure out how to set everything up i'm like how do i track how do i download the game how do i set up snes 9x let's just do this and i play it one one mm. scene like i don't i know everybody's like first stories are usually longer it wasn't like a super super long open seat or something just wanted to try it and it may be under three hours okay Not um bad. no and i i had fun with it it was it was good i was just like but that was it Mm -hmm. 2020 rolled around and I'd always kind of said, do I want to try racing? And I think I had always heard the SRL stuff or whatever. And it was just never something <laughs> that I wanted to <laughs> right. spend the time to figure out. <laughs> sure. And then ladder came around and I was like, Oh no, this is, this is manageable. Like, and I asked the question, I was like, Dunka, I'm on mixer. Do you care? Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm not, I'm not on Twitch. And I know that was the other thing at the time was like, I'm not moving platforms. I don't have a desire to be on Twitch mm -hmm. at this point. Like I have an account. I just don't want to be there. Mm -hmm. And at the time he was just like, yeah, no problem. So it was an easy kind of shift. Sure. And yeah. And ladder made it. So you didn't have to even mess with race time. Right. Like that just allowed you to race right in discord. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So no issues. And I think that was part of it. It was, you know, it was just easy to set up 
to be on ladder. Yeah. And then, sure. you know, I, I do that season, like that first season, I'm still like, I'm just going to do mixer. And then mentor attorney starts. I didn't join it. Cause I was like, I'm not switching. <laughs> mm, and then June yeah. of 2020, you know, we're all in the pandemic, but we're also, that's when uh mixer decided it was going to shut down. So right. I started faking the yeah. shift and I was like, yeah. I wish I joined mentor journey. <laughs> <laughs> right. For sure. That's hilarious. Um, you mentioned extra life. Do you think you could explain extra life just a little bit? Are you still doing some extra life streams? I think you are. Just right? did my fourth year. Yeah, um, so. I've done four years now. Uh, extra life is a children's charity. Uh, you partner up with a local children's hospital and the, um, so all the money you, you get goes to that one children's hospital. Um, yeah, first year was on mixer. Then second year, I actually, I've done the 24 hours. The idea is you do a 24 hour stream first, third and fourth years. I did 24 hours. Second year. I only, I did it as two 12 hours, um, health stuff at sure. the time. Um, but yeah, no, I like doing it. It's hard to stay awake. <laughs> last couple of sure. years got a little easier i've had some people <laughs> yeah. over in the overnight block <laughs> nice nice that's one of the best things to come out of the whole streaming gaming thing is the charity aspect of it like you know gdq is obviously the most notable one but it feels like there's a lot of ways that the gaming community has given back where it allows even streamers who weren't doing it full-time like like yourself to find ways to, to, to raise money in pretty cool ways. And I don't know, yeah. it's, it's really one of the, the best aspects of, of the whole Twitch and streaming community thing for sure. All right. So you, you mentioned that you raced vortex on the ladder and you kept getting paired up with him and you kind of get introduced to, to the 40 bonks crew. First, can you explain where the 40 bonks name comes from? Or do you even know that? And then how, um, how, how did that go about? Like, how was, how was it finding your community? even though you weren't playing in that mentor tournament. So, uh, CJ is the one who came up with the 40 bonks, uh, where is, or where he named the community. I don't really okay. remember. It was just okay. his thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that, the community just adopted it then, right? Like the yeah, CJ like community was the who's all kind of the group. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I joined in and really what happened was, was league season three, I guess, you know, um, a bunch of people were there and trying to find a team um, of people that I was kind of familiar with, but not really hung out with because I wasn't a mentee, um, mm. but it was along that skill level. Mm -hmm. And then found like two guys on the periphery of that community contacted me. So I was Amish Paradise for season three. Um, mm. And like that whole first season, I probably night races, we practiced every night. Oh, wow. Like every night there was a pickup race of six to 10 people, probably in 40 bonks at least. Wow. Whether it was co-op or mystery or keys or whatever else, like. Like when you look at that league season three, there were five teams in that discord who were brand new people in open mm -hmm. league who we all kind of just found our way into playoffs. And it was, mm. it was because of that. It was because we bashed our heads against each other. You know, we'd finish a race and be like, what'd you do? Why'd you do mm -hmm. it? And we yeah. would just talk it through. So 
as you're kind of finding your community in the in the 40 bonks and you join Amish Paradise, do you find that everyone in their skills progressing pretty quickly? Because that crew, you know, is is the, one of the famous mentor tournaments uh, has a, has a lot of members from that that mentor tournament, but they all everyone there got really good. It felt like really fast. Was it just because you guys were grinding so much during that 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 uh, league three? Uh, season three um between that and just the time everybody had you know Mm -hmm. what do you do when you're stuck home all the time you know i could work from (laughs) home like i was working really hard on i'm i'm a phd student and i had time to focus on some of my research at the Mm -hmm. time so like there was that but at the same time i was like well i can do this as well you know i i i gained two hours a day in Mm -hmm. not having to commute to the office Sure. Yeah. 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 So, so, I mean, you see it, right? Like the, the progress that, that, the, a lot of the 40 bonks members made over that time was, was relatively quick. Are, are you able to see it from an insider's perspective? I think so. Like I've, I've been a mentor now, the last two mentor attorneys and I love working with people. It's been so much fun, but it's a different feel like I've talked with friends who were part of that mentor tourney that that year for us. And mm-hmm. like, I know what difference the free time made. Yeah. Like I remember right. talking to people who were like, Oh, I'm having a practice session with my mentor. Like, Oh, I'm going to work with gamma today for the, for a bit or Shireen or like whoever else. Like I, I just heard the names. I'm like, okay, have fun. And like mm. nowadays it's like, yeah, the mentees are able to get a lot better, but we don't have, you know, limitless time right now. Sure. Everybody's right. like, yeah, I'm, I've got work. I've got, <laughs> right. I've got a tournament. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause every, tournaments are constantly going now for sure. Uh, so kind of tell me about your experience with um, Amish paradise that, that first season, season three for you. Uh, so I was with Jawsome Sauce and Zero Nix. Um, wouldn't trade it. We were, we had a lot of fun, um, doing everything. Um, we got to conference semis and we lost to the proverbial favorite of the whole league that season. Um, oops. Mm. <laughs> the, yep. the infamous Ramon season. Uh, yep. <laughs> he knocked yep. us out in, they knocked us out in five games. Um, so we had a, we had a great time. Like I, I'm friends with those guys, still talk to them. Um, but you know, moved on afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the season looks like Jocelyn went nine and two, you went seven and five. That's, that's a pretty successful first season, you know, uh, in a competitive environment. This was the first, uh, season that the, the open and invitational were a thing. So. Um, yeah, I yeah, think it's uh, scary to think that that season we were a game away from getting an invite. Yeah. That, like, yeah, that's if so I crazy. beat Rayland or Ramon in one of those two games, that's invitational for us. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And things completely change, right? Because next season you end up joining up with uh, your current team, JKLOL. Yeah. And I know. Leo went over some of it, but it really was just those were the two I hung out with the most. Um, sure. 
like, you know, I'm, I was clearly a 40 bonkers jaws and Nick were around, but like, you know, that'd be like, pull them in for stuff more mm, often. Sure. When it came to like core hanging out with 40 monks, it was them. It was, you know, mm-hmm. it was my current team a lot more. And yeah. like just the amount of time I spent with them, I was like, I don't want to leave the guys, but I don't feel like I'm as close to them as I am. These people now. Sure. And, th- so and that's luckily, what it was. It was- like, like yeah. luckily the feeling was mutual with like, mm-hmm. with Leo and them. Um, yeah. Like she DMs me and we're talking. We're like, yeah, let's do this. So I, a guy, I go to Jaws and Nick, and I'm like, hey guys, you know, um, I've got an offer to move teams right now, and like, I, <laughs> yeah. it's not that I don't enjoy this. It's just I feel like this is where I want to go now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just about playing with friends, right? Like, it's not that you didn't enjoy playing with with Amish Paradise, but you get a chance to play with your, your best friends in, in the community, right? Like, yeah. And that's kind of exactly. what league is, is what, what makes league fun is the chance to play with your friends. So I, yeah, I, I fully understand that. Turned out you guys are pretty good. Um, <laughs> yeah, that season, yeah, no, last season was a lot of fun. Yeah. It went to the um, finals also, 12 and two. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. We, uh, I don't know if this is a good thing to say. We were, I don't want to call it bored, but we kind of goofed off during the season. Mm. Like, especially compared to league season three, like I said, league season three, we're practicing all the time. League season four, the three of us took up super Metroid. Mm. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> we were like, let's learn how to do this game. Let's learn how to play the any percent. Let's learn hundo. Let's play SMZ three. Sure. Um, we would still practice the modes, but we were just like, we don't have to play as much every night. Well, that's the thing, right? You progressed, right? You at yeah. this point when season four comes, it's not so much of we need to grow this much. Like you, we're constantly getting better at the game for sure and learning and stuff. And playing does that, but at a certain point, practice does what? Like you know, there's only so many times you can practice a regular open seed or whatever like that. So, yeah, I totally understand that. Yeah, so that season was completely different. I don't know. I feel like the the first two years of me being in rando up until the end of this year's main for me, I had been racing with a chip on my shoulder of just like, I know I'm new, but like every moment was kind of just like, I want to prove something. Mm. And that's where that competitive thing comes in. Like, I don't believe I'm that way, but I'll be honest. When main tourney came around this year, I was like, I'm going to do something. Um, mm. because yeah. 2021 main, I didn't get to play. Like I've always, like there was always the feeling of like I missed an opportunity that year and have to do it. <laughs> like you didn't get to play because you didn't make the cut, or you had personal reasons that you weren't able to play that that year. Um, it's always one of those things that I don't know if people noticed last that year. I was in the 128. And I had to drop from the tourney that year. Oh, um, okay. I was, and I can tell, like, I know who took my place. Um, ben Teasy was one of the, the odd man mm. in because of my drop. Um, I have been, I've made no bones about discussing my health issues that came in 2020, 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, so like 2020, I got diagnosed with diabetes and mm. 
I had a uh, retinal hemorrhage in both of my eyes over the course of like six months. Oh, wow. Um, wow. So I bleed in both eyes at different points. I still pretty much race with one eye. I pretty much only see through one eye right now. Mm. Um, but I had been playing forever with just my left eye and main tourney quals 2021 conclude. I'm in the group. I find out who I'm going to play. And then one night, my left eye has the retinal hemorrhage. Oh, so you're not able to and see at all then, right? So what happened was, was that, you know, that night, I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I think, like, is this just an allergy? Is this something else? The next morning, I wake up and I'm like, no, I had one. I go see my eye doctor. And he's like, let's get you ready for surgery. Um, mm. And I'm like... In the two weeks between then and surgery, I think I played one seed the one night because I could see kind of out of my left eye, but I couldn't do any detail. Like mm. I couldn't have hammer yumped. <laughs> oh, sure. Sure. Like, you yeah. know, like I couldn't see that, but I could I could get around a seed. Um mm -hmm. but I wasn't gonna compete. Um and then, you know, just the recovery from there, it was kind of like, I don't know what it's gonna be. So, but after getting mm -hmm. my sight back. And being roughly the same, I did cross keys tourney last year. And then I was like, so when Maine came around this year, I'm like, I am not missing Maine. You know, mm, yeah. I qualified once. I'm going to qualify again. And we're going to, you know, try to be good <laughs> and make a statement, sure. even with as deep as this community is now. Sure. And who knows what would have happened in 2021, right? Like you, you made the group, um, you placed well, and then you know, stuff happened. It was one of those so modes that I had control, done right? so much work. Like mm -hmm. that was the mode that I like that hard standard. I was just like, I'm going to learn how to play this. That's when I feel like I took another step forward and it was just like, ouch. Like, yeah. <laughs> so like when I talk about that chip on the shoulders, like that's why. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I didn't know all that. Um, so I, I take it because you're now playing and stuff more that, you, you, the surgery was successful and you're able to see things now. And is there still yeah, that worry yeah. about what could happen? So without all the gory detail, um, the diabetes is under better control. They Great. lasered and surgically like cleaned up the eyes to get rid of all the, the bad blood vessels. Mm. Um, if anybody wants to, to research what it is, uh, diabetic retinopathy, um, just the diabetes constricts blood flow to the eyes. So some blood vessels there continually are dying and being restored by new ones that aren't good. Mm. Um, so like the, the compounding effect of it just kind of, you know, results in these, this just mess of uh, terribly weak blood vessels. And eventually like if right. it goes on long enough, you have what happens to me. Um, and that was the thing. Like I just had no idea I was diabetic. Mm. So like everybody's like, were you using the bathroom excessively? Were you always thirsty? I'm like, none of these. Like, wow. I don't know. I didn't know. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you have none of the signs, <laughs> how are you supposed to diagnose yourself for sure? Yeah, that's tough. Well, I'm glad to, it sounds like you're doing better and you're and you're on the way of, uh, you know, maintaining a, a healthy lifestyle right like because that's, yeah, that's a lot with diabetes to. is like trying to sure is is, yeah. is managing all of that um yeah that's tough um but you are doing better now right like 
So you, yeah. like you, you did 2022 tournament. How did that go? Uh, top 64, uh, eliminated by P train. Okay. And P train and I went to three games and mm-hmm. it's funny because our first game, uh, we got, I think it was an anonymizer and I mirrored out of the TR boss. Mm. And that was the difference. Wow. So That's like frustrating. He and I <laughs> super were super close and like, yeah. Like, that's the moment where you're just like, okay, this is, you know, I can, I can hang like, yeah, I've seen enough of P train to know Mm -hmm. that like, this isn't, I'm not so far behind. I know where I can get better. I know that the, the execution, I still falter at times, but like I made races of it. Mm -hmm. Do, Do you feel like that chip was able to be eased off your shoulder a bit after the 2022 uh, main tournament because the league is different right like the main tournament is one thing the league is something different even though they're like the two big things the main tournament is just you so i can understand why that would cause more of a chip on your shoulder do you feel like it's less there or do you feel like you've earned your spot in the community or whatever (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I know where it is now. Like, I feel like if I enter a race, I'm not, you know, I, I still notice, you know, oh, I'm playing this person or I played this person today and ladder, like, you know, you, you don't not notice it, but at the same time, I, I don't have that same feeling of like, this is a lost cause or I have to prove something anymore. I think that's there. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a I, sense I found of, what I want out of the community. Like that's I enjoy good. doing yeah. this. I, 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 I have so much fun playing the game. Like, like I said, if I wasn't enjoying it, I would have stopped. Um, sure. I can, but there's a sense of like, do I, do I fit? Do I belong all this time that I've put in? Has it been worth it? Right. Does that kind of, that sort of yeah. can come up for people where it's like, I, I need to prove myself. Right. Because I have spent so many hours doing all of this and and putting my, my heart into it or whatever. And then, you know, top 64 is really good. I feel like that's kind of a a validating moment, right? Of course. I think the hard part is, is like, you know, you always, when you take a loss, it's, you know, why did I lose? Sure. And I've, I've come to the realization that I don't get pissed off by the rando nature mm. so much. I yeah, think it bothers me. Mm-hmm. Like I can lose a race. Like I look at league this season. and I'm like, this rando thing didn't go my way. Like, and I hate that. Like that bothers me in the moment, but I accept that. Like, I'm not going to route a certain way just because like, that's what happened. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Oh, there's, I have no reason to check these chests and it's silver arrows. Oh, darn. Like that's life. Right. I get more annoyed if I don't execute to where I think I can. Mm, like that I bothers see. me so much more is like, sure. But that's based that on the you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that's the thing. Like, right. that's how I look at it now is like, you know, I'll play the best I can and we'll hope it turns out in my favor today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You started dabbling a little bit in, in, NMG, right? Just a dabble. Yeah, I have the uh I have a weird relationship with NMG. Um I started it 
probably around the time I started rando stuff or really seriously doing rando. Mm. I am not the person like I've watched you play recently, actually. And it's like, I feel like you and I have such a similar relationship to NMG mm-hmm. um, of the, I don't want to practice it. I don't want to learn the room <laughs> strats. I don't want to watch FMG. Yep. Yeah. But I want the sub 90. Um, yes. So like, I feel for your journey right now on that. Like it is, yeah. it's mine. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I got my sub 90 this year um, doing yeah. that. And it's just so it's painful because like, you realize like my execution's there. Like there's definitely stuff I could easily do better if I actually worked on it. But right. I don't want to. Like yeah. I don't want to devote that time to it. That's boring to me. I like rando. <laughs> right. Right. I'm a rando player. Totally. It's the groom grind, right? It's getting every yes. every single room is so optimized and knowing how to do every single room is is like, perfected. Or that, it's already perfected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't I know, know if I, I don't want to look at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, I know I could probably save 20 seconds in Castle Tower, like if mm-hmm. I learn all these different strategies perfectly. But guess what? I like doing my slow dinner bell strat like that's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like I, I want to know a lot of the strats, but a problem is a lot of those don't necessarily translate to rando. Right. They're yeah, NMG exactly. specific strats where in, in, in rando you have to be more adaptable because you never are guaranteed equipment in a certain room. Right. And exactly. So it's, it's tough. Like I, it's, it's definitely interesting to see those that like or enjoy that grind and can get better at NMG. And there's, like you said, those like us who are just kind of like, I'll learn a little bit, but I don't want to know everything because I'm not going to remember or retain all of it. I don't do it enough, but so, yeah. Yeah. It's, that's pretty much what it is. Like, I just don't have that. I, I admire the idea of being able to do that room a very specific way, but I just prefer the the variability. I prefer the unknown. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. I want to someday have, you know, those races where it's just like here, be able to do the race this way. Yeah. Yep. For sure. For sure. One aspect that we haven't really touched on yet is your commentary. I would say you're one of the top two, top three commentators in all of Rando. Where, where does that come from? Do you, do you have a background in any sort of commentary or is it just kind um, of natural? So commentary? No, like, but I guess what it comes from is streaming before um, and trying to have that, you know, that conversation, I think in general helps like, you know, I can stream and talk and I know some people like if they start talking, it's it the execution goes out the window. So like, my hand That's is raised right now. That's me. 100%. <laughs> I cannot talk um, and play at the same time. So there's that. Um, there's the. Like some of the other stuff is. I. I was like music's always been big for me. So like performance there. Like. That's. You know that helps. Um, but when it came to doing commentary. What happened was. I was doing. I was in Plando 2020, so I didn't get to do a tournament and I was like, or I didn't get to do mentor. So I was like, oh, let's join Plando. This is going to be fine. Mm. It's not going to take up all this time. Sure. Uh, fast forward to 2021 <laughs> and I was still in it. Um, yeah. But I did a couple of commentaries for Plando uh, then. And and then I was like, League, I think, came around and I was like, oh, you know, maybe I'll do some commentary in Open League or other stuff. and. Drossy contacted me. He was mm. like, why don't you do the invitational com, you know, sign up to be one? I was like, 
I've come to like three races or four races in my life. Do you think this is a good idea? Even he's like, no, do the commentary. And so that's all it was really was like, I credit Drossy so much for kind of just telling me like, you don't have to wait. You're there enough to mm. do this and you should. Yeah. And I just enjoy it. Like whether it's, I, I want to impart knowledge. I don't want to have a, I don't want to be personal about it. Like mm. I will, I can do that, but I think it's more fun, you know, having watched it, like what got me into it and being able to see or just hear somebody explain the game and what's going on is interesting. Mm-hmm. I enjoy teaching. Like that's part of it. I think that might be a big part of it because, you know, one of the aspects that of commentary, commentary is tough, right? Like um, I, there's so many commentaries or commentators that are just, they're not very good at it. Un- unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, it's just <laughs> kind of, talking is, is tough and being knowledgeable and, and be able to, especially when you have a co-com can, can make things a little bit different as well. But, um, I, I think you do a good aspect of sharing knowledge without making it feel like you're in school. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> does that make any sense? Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very naturalistic way of, of sharing what's going on and being clear and thorough without it being boring. I don't know. I think that's what kind of makes you. a yeah, good it's, it's tough because like when I watch this or when I've listened to people, it's, you know, nothing against other commentators. It's just, I don't know how many times can you see somebody pull this item out of this location and make it fun. Mm, you know, like yeah. I've, you've heard it all before. I feel like we've seen it all before. Um, so to me, it's, you know, let's see if people will find this fun or mm-hmm. something interesting that's going on. Like maybe give a little bit of like a, I would do this or that or the other thing, but you know, how much more can I say to make it, you know, it's about the people on the screen more than it is about me. Sure. 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 Um, God, we're running out of time. There's so much to go over. Let's kind of, I, I'm kind <laughs> of curious about, um, the whole season four aspect, because you talked about going the approach uh, that your team had, which was a little bit more casual, like you said, mentioning uh, learning Super Metroid that season. But you guys went all the way to the finals and you earned your way into the Invitational. Can you just kind of share your mindset as you went through that season and was go getting into the invitational the goal or was it just let's have a good time and whatever happens happens that was the goal um okay like there was you know it's it sounds so backwards to say that like you wanted to make invitational but you guys took it so casually it was you know we had been playing these people like we knew everybody in open um Mm -hmm. i look at those teams and it wasn't that we thought okay we're gonna just steamroll everybody it was just we knew what our strengths were. We had been playing together for that long and we knew like I've been playing those people how many years, you know, two years now I've been playing these people. I know roughly how we compare like I'm not going to. I'm not going to magically get a ton better over the course of this mm-hmm. season. Um, mm-hmm. So the goal always was like we're, we better make top four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
because that was so, the, that was the hard part. Like there was that. How do we motivate ourselves to continually practice every day when mm-hmm. week in, week out, we kind of knew that we should. Like on paper, we're a favorite. Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But it's also being a favorite. Sometimes even not thinking about it, easy to look overlook kind of your matchups. And it honestly, you guys didn't do that because you had such a successful season or did you, were you just that good that you blew everyone out of the water? I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, we had a successful season. I think we had a couple losses in the regular season um, and we had scares. Like I want to say cross keys. I was on paper a massive favorite mm-hmm. over my opponent and Weird how I remember this, but like, I think I left boots in sphere one mm. for an hour and a half and they got it. And when like the first first 30 minutes. Okay. And I won the race by like three minutes. Wow. Maybe or less. <laughs> yeah. It was one of those uh-huh. races where I was just like, brud, like that's rando. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, for sure. So when you accomplish the goal, cause you don't actually have to win the entire thing to, to qualify for the invitational. You got make the top four when that happens how were you feeling because it looks like you went four games for the uh, against zelda and chill to earn your invitation so kind of did what did it feel like after that mission accomplished the the rest the is all was house gone money? the weight is gone let's just go for it yeah. um and like that was the thing is the the four teams we played in open playoffs that year were all people that like I like to talk to um, mm. rando babies now toddlers um, like those are people I'm close to. Um, and at the time, you know, a little bit different makeup of the team, but like I'm still close with them. Zelda and chill. Like I talked to those people a bunch. Uh, the Foxes was another team that like I had interactions with and then bottles the same thing. Like I hadn't I think those that was the team that I hadn't talked to. Mm-hmm. like Ninjembro, Maniacal and Barnage. I hadn't really talked to the three of them too much. Like they are definitely a bit more of like the guys who'd been around for a while, but still mm-hmm. a group that was like, Hmm, you know, it was cool to talk to all these people for sure. 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 So it feels like you're racing friends more than, than anything, right? Definitely. And I think that's what makes it so good is, you know, even this season looking through the races, it's like each week, it's not been so much strangers. They're definitely people that I'm like, okay, this is, this is fun. You know, these are, mm-hmm. these are people I want to play and people I want to hang out with. Sure. Sure. Um, did you ever, I'm, I'm not sure. Are you on the council or were you ever considered thinking about running for the council or any of that stuff? Uh, I've probably put in two or three times. Oh, okay. um, I'm going to probably the next time it comes up. Mm-hmm. I want to. Um, I enjoy this too much. I it's too important to me to not want to. Um, mm, I see. I I want to contribute in that way, and I'll apply again, and we'll see what happens. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I look at the people on, it and it's like I understand why. Like I understand, you know, it's hard to pick, you know, between however many people apply. Um. Like I can't, it's unenviable. Like (laughs) sure that that's, I don't know how they get it down to make the picks. Um, I think part of it for me is 
how long I've been here now, like I know three years maybe or two and a half years now. <laughs> but mm. at the same time, like I feel like we're uh like my year of or the the newer crowd, the the post ladder, post mentor tourney like group. I'd like to see more voices from this time, I mm. think. And I think that's part okay. of it is like yeah. being able to say like I think the only person from like my quote unquote generation right now is like vortex and like mm-hmm. i like he's a close friend but i want more people from our group to be able to have, you know, have some ha- yeah because i think that's important is that you know the, the perspectives it's fun talking to the older crowd and be like why do you enjoy this part of the game mm-hmm. you know i think when the whole thing about progressive versus non-progressive bows comes up like i want to know why people enjoy non-progressive bows i hate them like I hate <laughs> yeah. the idea of silvers and bow being separate, but the older crowd <laughs> loves it. Like why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, I'm definitely part of that crowd. I'm trying to articulate why, but I'm not going to try to make the argument for that year. Yeah, no, that's it's fine. fine. Like I, yeah. I, I understand the difference of opinion <laughs> yeah. there, but it's, it's sure. so much of what it comes down to for me. Is, sure. 100%. You know, yeah. There's definitely that different feel for when you start playing the game. Sure. And maybe that's what it, maybe for me, that's what it was, is that that's what I knew and enjoyed. And so it's like, yeah, that's kind of what I like. I don't know. I, that, that's, yeah. a, that's a, that's one of those ones where you could definitely debate back and forth and I could understand your point and you could understand my point. We can still end up in the same spot <laughs> or, you know, it's, it's, yeah. that's, that's a, that's a tough one. Gosh, we're, we're already out of time and we got to get to the tilt question. So, okay. Let me, let me ask you, how do you handle tilt, whether it's in the middle of the uh, race or at the end of the race? It, I feel like I've never seen you get tilted publicly. <laughs> so so do you I have a, a process? OK, do, how I, do you I really it? don't want to. I don't want people to know that. I don't want people to see that. Um, I don't like that emotion, I guess would be the way, that, mm, way to put it. I see. Um, but I do like I I think what's helped is. I think if I played just this, like it goes back to what I, we talked about. I like gaming. And if I'm having a streak of not enjoying rando, I can put on something else. Mm. I'll play a different game. Like, you know, I'll, I'll finish my league race and maybe it doesn't go my way. You know, oh, I lost a race that I thought I could win against an opponent my level. Or like mm-hmm. I feel even with and something doesn't turn out my way today. I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want it to show in an interview. I don't want it to show in other things after the race. I'll play something else. I'll play mm. a game that I don't have to consider it. And sure. then later that night, maybe I can play Zelda and be past it already. Like, I think that's, mm. I think that's just so important. And being able to just understand that portion of the game is being able to say, you know, it, you can do everything in your power that says screams to you. It's the right decision. Mm-hmm. I can get this item here and it tells me to go elsewhere and I should have done something else. Like I get it. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. if it was just who could play the game, the best, the champion, the champions of main cross keys league, we wouldn't have to play this game the way we do. Sure. You know, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I I look back at who's won main tournaments since I've been paying attention and not that they're undeserving ever. Like, that's never the, the issue in my mind. It's just you might not have expected it because 
they're not that household name. They're not, they're not Andy, right? Like I know mm-hmm. that's kind of the, the, the normal thing people would go to, but like, that's what it is, is that, you know, Rando just doesn't guarantee somebody's going to win a race just because of this. Um, right. Right. And I, that's, what's fun and also frustrating. Mm-hmm. So you, instead of taking your anger out or whatever that, that emotion that tilt brings on your opponent, uh, through yelling, whatever, you just kind of allow yourself to let it go through playing other different things or, or getting your mind off of it then. Right. Is that kind of what you're, yeah, what you're saying? Like that's my goal is to just get that done. Um, and it can take time and maybe in a private voice call, I'll voice my frustration. Like, I can't believe this person made that play. Like I completely disagree with it. <laughs> right. What sure. were they thinking? But you know, that's, I'm not them. Like that's mm-hmm. the thing. Like I make what I consider the best play. I'm not going to say that, you know, that makes me smarter or better. It's I was wrong. Oh, mm-hmm. darn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a healthy way of, of processing. I think it's really good. Um, before we go, I do want to ask you about league season five, because you're one of the few people that I've actually got to talk to you that have, um, earned an invitation into the invitational and then had an, an entire season or almost an entire season in yep. it. Can you tell me a little bit about how season five has gone and what your experience and how things have differed playing in the invitational and the open? I'll be honest. Like our whole goal this season has just been don't get relegated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's, it's so it's, it's different. Like, to have that kind of mindset or to be in this situation. Um, you know, these are the people like I have always said, I want to play people that are better because it helps me feel like I'm going to get better. I, I don't have like some grand thing. It's I think now it's this year, I think was fear of getting knocked down again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll be honest. I think that's like, I look at the teams that have been relegated and like, I guess this the the scary part is is seeing so many of them not continue mm, like yeah. i see so many relegated teams break up and yep. and, I, and i i guess that's a worry when you're in that kind of position is like you make it this far you realize you're good enough and then uh, you just get randoed for a season and it's not that unrealistic like that's gonna <laughs> yeah. happen it's rando yeah um, sure but you know you don't want that to happen because i get it like I don't know as much as I enjoy, like I have plenty of friends in open. I don't want to be in open. Like mm-hmm. that's the hard part. Yeah. Well, you're safe, right? You, yeah. You, we're you're safe. not getting relegated this season and your division is a clusterfuck. You've got, yes, uh, <laughs> you've got okay dudes with, with, with the division clinched there at, at 10 and two. Then you've got be gone pot at seven and five. And then you've got three teams at six and six, including yourselves. And two teams at five and seven. It's like who's going to make the playoffs <laughs> from from these uh, six teams? It's 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 crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, this has been insane. You know, we we realized going into the season, we're like, if we can just get through like the first few weeks, we've got an okay chance here. Like, do decent because I trust my team. Like, and we knew like the second half of the season, or especially week four, co-op retrance was the mode that. I just want to play like I love that yeah. mode so much and Leo and I had put in so much time the previous season even 
to start playing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So, nope, that's that's the thing. Like, we knew if we could get through a few of these weeks that we had those matchups, then who knows? So, and here mm-hmm. we are. Yeah, should be fun. I'm excited to see how things shake out in that division and, and where things go uh, for the playoffs. Well, dude, thank you so much for doing the show. Yeah, no problem. This has been amazing. Again, big shout out to Jesse for coming on the show. Was really a fan of of hearing his story and just a huge fan of him and the work that he does, his charity streams, and just him as a person. Just a cool, awesome dude. Like, so laid back, so chill. Really like listening to, to him and his story. So let me know what you think. Of course, there is more bonus content if you are a sub to the channel. If you subscribe to my channel, twitch.tv slash fearagent underscore, you get access to the extra bonus content that drops with this episode. All of those bonus episodes will be available to everyone at the end of the season, so don't worry if you're not a sub. 216 Weekly happens every Saturday. We'll be happening this Saturday. We're going to be doing... Gosh, what is it? It's Gold Rush plus Key Sanity. It's chosen by James FNX. So check that out. Again, Saturday, noon Eastern, restreamed on my channel, twitch.tv slash fearagent underscore. This will actually be the last restreamed 216 race of the year because it is December. I have a lot of stuff going on, just like everyone else. So we will still have the races on the 17th, the 24th, and the 31st, noon Eastern. We'll figure out how we're going to pick out those modes. There will be no restream for those races. So there still will be the 216 weekly going on in December. There just won't be restreams. 216pod.com has all the links that you need. You can join the Discord from there. A lot of cool conversations going on over there. Great place to hang out. So come hang out in the 216 Discord again. 216pod.com has those links to join. Please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. If you could share it, if you could talk about it, just any sort of engagement helps build the show's audience. Again, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. The show's show's been doing really well. I think that's going to do it. See y'all next week.